Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another special edition of the Attacking Scrum podcast. This time around, it's an interview with Harrison Keddy. The Dragons back row forward, of course, a Grand Slam winner with Wales under-20s a few years ago. And we caught up and had a chat over a cup of tea uh, just before the start of the new season. And we spoke about how his injury was coming along, the new players coming in at the Dragons, uh, the fierce competition for positions in the back row. And uh, yeah, really enjoyable chat. Spoke uh, spoke a great length about rugby, and it was clear that as well as being a really nice guy, Harry just loves the game and, and loves talking about it. So I had a fantastic time, very very enjoyable, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that chat as much as I did. And of course, big thanks to our sponsors as always at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Make sure you head over there to get hold of uh, some fantastic quality coffee, and we'll be back to talk Pro 14 rugby with you very very soon. Well, the great guests just keep on coming on the Attacking Scrum podcast. I'm delighted to join uh, to be joined by another one of those. Harry Keddy joins us. Uh, how are you doing, Harry? Yeah, really good. Thanks, and thank you for having me on. It's good. And um, before we get into the into the nitty gritty of the questions and talking about the new season, you're actually fulfilling a really good role for us here because as we've had guests on across the uh, across the years. We've been making a, like a fantasy fifteen of the of the players that we've had on, yeah. and uh, we we had a vacant spot at blindside flanker. So you're going to do a job at six for us if that's uh, if that's oh, all yeah, right. I'm more than happy to do that. That's yeah, it, yeah fit, fit in, fit in. Really. Yeah. It's, you know, it's tough uh, tough competition in there. I'll I'll, I'll I'll quickly read you this team because I'm really proud of where we got to now. Loose heads a bit of um loose heads a bit of a tough one. We got Martin Madden covering the loose. <laughs> he's, he's obviously much more of a tight head. Hookers we got coming out of our arse. MFD Scott on. Bernard Jackman we've had on as well, yeah. so plenty of uh, plenty good, of good competition there. Yeah, plenty <laughs> of competition for places. Adam Jones, tight head, that's not bad, is it? Second rows where it gets a bit weak. I'm in there at the moment, <laughs> which is not ideal. I haven't played second team rugby my entire life, uh, and I'm in there with Kai Griffiths, who is obviously a prop, but he's playing he's playing second row for uh, 
for London Welsh this season. So, uh, and then yeah, you're joined in the back row by Ed Jackson, of course, former yeah, former Dragon yeah, Jackal, and uh, and John Taylor, Lions legend. So uh, yeah, this is where it starts to get good. You've got Di Bishop at scrum half, Sean Connor, of course, who you'd uh, you'd know at the outside half. He's displaced Dan, the other co-host, and then Jamie Roberts, Sonny Parker in the centre. We pushed Ben John out to the wing. Uh, Phil Steele at fullback. We're still waiting for a for a left winger. So it's all coming together pretty nicely. I think it'd do a job, wouldn't it? Sounds, yeah, sounds, sounds good. That's, that's, that's not, it? not a bad little lineup. That. One. What would you What do you make of that as a back row? You, John Taylor, Ed Jackson. Pretty good. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So pretty good. Plenty of ball carrying options in there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start, and if you don't mind, by talking um, talking about the injuries. So yeah, sure. um, yeah how uh, how's the recuperation coming on? Uh, good. Yeah. No, I think it's three weeks. Three weeks post-op today. So obviously the first that first period's quite slow in terms of you're in the sling and you kind of there's not a lot you can do so we can get quite frustrating but kind of the start of back end of this week now started to do more and more little bits so they got it moving got out of the sling you know so it's just, that's just kind of settles your mind a bit in terms of you know you know the operations work yeah. you can kind of start to feel it feel it coming back together a bit so that's a a bit, bit of positive news. How, frustra- how frustrating is the timing? I guess because you know it means you're going to miss out on the, the start of the season. Yeah, you know, I think like you said, there's never any good timing for an injury, but it's just like I guess it's, I'm hoping to be back kind of mid to end of October, so it, it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, you do you do all the hard work of pre-season. You kind of do all the all the graft with the fitness and the and the hot hot days out out of Stradmanek, and then just as the games start to come round again, it's you kind of back inside in, in the long-term injury group so it's a, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth but you just got to get on with it it's part part of it unfortunately it does seem like it's um, it's part part so obviously over the, the summer we've had um, Sam Warburton's high profile retirement at 29 how do you find it as a player you know because certainly we as fans kind of think it just seems that injury is so much more prevalent and such a big part and parcel part of the game how do you kind of see it is that is it just it's an occupational hazard of, of the game now. It goes with the territory. Yeah, you know, I think I think eventually, no matter what, how good you are as a player, an injury will happen to you at some point now. It's more or less inevitable. I think there's hardly any that I could think of players now who've been playing professional rugby that'll go through their entire career for, without having to have some form of an operation or a long layoff. You know, it's just, I guess, as people get bigger and stronger as they have yeah. with like the introduction of pro rugby over the years, it just... It means that it's going to happen inevitably. Do you think it's? Do you, do you think it's one of those things that might go full circle? Do you think that perhaps the, you know, the rugby authorities have to look at certain aspects of the game? Yeah, no, I think this, they've obviously started to do it more, like the new laws on tackling with regards to the height of the tackle to stop, obviously, like, with the concussions and mm. things, and then they brought. Obviously, I think the scrums. If you look at what they're like now compared to twenty, thirty years mm. ago, is obviously a lot more, a lot more control around. To bring bring the safety in for players' heads and necks for that and stuff, you know. So I think obviously they look at it every way, every way they can. But at the end of the day, rugby can be quite a chaotic game, you know. So inevitably, when you've got people running into each other for eighty minutes yeah. week on week, year on year, something's going to give eventually. I think, and that's just the reality of it. And uh, you're a man who likes uh, likes the occasional big hit. Yeah. Um, how does things like the change in the tackle? Is it is it hard to adjust? Is it something that you it's quite easy to address in in training? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. You know, we spend you know three months now at the start of the year before any games start training. You know, there's no there's no games, there's no referees involved for us at the first three months. You know, so we've got all that time there to prepare for any new laws that might be brought in. You know, so it just means that you've got kind of that time. It's, you know, it's difficult for us in terms of you know you're so used to doing something yeah. for three or four years and they say, well, we can't do that anymore. So you just gotta 
you've got this period now all the pre-season where we can kind of get our heads around it practice it day in day out then by the time the matches do come back round you know it almost becomes automatic automatic again you know, it's just like learning a new skill essentially it's just kind of keeping on top of it it becomes part and parcel yeah, yeah. and um, obviously we have to talk about the Dragons which I'm always uh, always happy to do and <laughs> um, is it a tricky one? Because there's a lot of competition in there. You know, we talk about competition for yeah. places in my fictional team. There's a, there's a lot of back rowers yeah. um, at Dragons, you know, I think, especially compared to other positions. Yeah. You know, is that a good thing for you driving, you know, to, to drive yourself on or is it, is it a difficult one because you want to play that first team rugby? Um, I think it's great, you know, because I think inevitably the, the, more, um, the more players you have in each position, the more competition there is, the better you have to be. And you know, the better your competition is around you, you know, if you are the one getting in that first team slot, you know, you've got to be doing something right, you know. So in terms of it, like obviously all young players have ambitions to like kind of hit first team slots and stuff, you know, so you know if you're doing that in a team where there's lots of competition that you've got to be doing something right, which is which is good really. I suppose it you know, it's probably quite hard if you look at kind of guess some of you know, your teammates, Aaron Wainwright, who's yeah. kind of shot through last season, had a, a massive yeah. uh, a massive development. You know, I think again it's obviously it's probably quite a good thing for you to look at it and go, yeah, that's you know, you have had a lot of injuries in there yeah. in the past. If you can keep a clean run, there's a chance to, to really make an impression. Yeah, we know we had a great year last year, didn't yeah. he? You know, to be fair to him, he came like you know, he came in when like you know, we were really really struggling with a lot of injuries in the back row at the time and for for a young kid he stepped in yeah. stepped in and stepped up so well to it to be fair to him, you know, f- full credit to Aaron for what he did there and like you say, it does show to everyone that people are watching. You know, if yeah. if if you if you perform well, no matter kind of what what team it's in and what the situations of the games are, you know, if you're looking after your personal performance, you know, people do watch and take note. So it's good good for that front. We mentioned obviously that the squad is is much changed this year. Really, you know, huge amount of players coming in and players going out. Uh, is that you know is that an exciting proposition going into going into this season? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's. The first time, kind of, is I've ever been in a club where it's happened. You know, because mm-hmm. we want to want to join first joined up with the senior squad. Lots of the boys have been there for three or four years, and then we hadn't made that many new signings that year. And kind of a lot of the boys are in that squad now. Are kind of kind of moved on over this kind of last three year period. You know, so it's it's interesting in the sense of it's the first time I've had a had a first hand experience of kind of seeing a squad turn over in yeah. terms of coaching staff players. But you know, I think credit to all new people involved and all the guys who were kind of left over from last year. This, they've they've all worked hard to kind of make it a welcome environment for them. Yeah. But the new guys have also worked hard to interact. You know, they've they've got involved with stuff you've had to do. And you know, we had a few socials to get to know each other, which, which went well. You know, coaches and players were on there. You know, so we got to know everyone really well. I think that's really important. You know, because. Obviously, there is the professional side of it when the performance, which is massive, you know, that's the most important thing. But I think if you want that to click, you've got to get the, the off-the-pitch stuff right. And I yeah. think that's something we've really pushed for, particularly the early part of pre-season was, you know, just become good friends, you know, get get close, get tight. And then, you know, that, that helps massively with the on-the-pitch stuff. And obviously, there's a lot, of, a lot of work's gone in over the past year or so with... I guess like the image of the Dragons, obviously there's been the name change, there's been a lot of outreach to, to further into the Gwent region and and make sure that you know it's not just Newport, it's, it's something that, that is the, the whole region. Is that something that's noticeable as a player or is it all kind of part of the bigger operation? Yeah, no, I think it's become like more and more noticeable over this summer now. Obviously we've had that recent promo video, mm. you know, which has gone gone down real well between, you know, I, I saw it for the first time 
just a few hours before I got released, you know, I thought it was, it was real strong yeah. stuff, you know, and I, I, it's the first time, you know, I've been supporting the Dragons for as long as I can remember now, really, and it's just, it's the first time I've ever remembered any sort of kind of, any sort of promotional stuff like that to do with the actual region of Gwent, you know, and I think it's, I think that's just one example of what, yeah. what's kind of been brought in with it as well, you know, and I think it's good, it's real good. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. It's, it's noticeable how much, how yeah. much there's kind of a, yeah, any an image change, yeah. if you like. We talked about some of those new sign-ins. Who uh, who have you really enjoyed? Kind of, uh, you know, obviously it's a bit frustrating you've been injured, yeah. but uh, yeah. who have you kind of enjoyed watching in training, and who's who's kind of made an impact? Um, Hibbs is coming and made a good impact, both you know, on and off the pitch. He's a he's a, he's a good guy, a funny guy, but he's also um, obviously brings a lot of experience on the pitch, and you know. Couple of pre-season games. Now he's putting a few good shots. And he's running around like a madman. So yeah. it's like uh, it's it's good to see. And then, but to be fair, they've all they've all added added a lot. You know, we obviously we've got Javi and Bevs have come mm-hmm. in as well. The two props they they've added a lot in terms of both experience. But they're um, they're just all good guys as well to be around. You know, they're, they're not they're easy to talk to. They're approachable. But you know that and it, it makes a hell of a difference. We've got high-profile guys like that coming in. And you know, they're they're like they're good guys, they're good to get along with and then they go out and kind of perform on the training pitch and on the pitch as well, you know. So kind of they're bringing that extra bit of experience with them but they're not they don't think they're above, above the team or anything, which is massive really. Yeah, I mean we we've kind of often chatted and said, you know, because obviously like it must have been really tough last year with some of those yeah. some of those defeats. You know, it's never fun as a fan watching yeah. it, you know as a as a fan yeah. before being a player. It can't be much fun in the dressing room yeah. after after those kind of defeats. And we've said often on the podcast that you know someone like Richard Hibbard coming into the side, we imagine like he expects a certain a certain yeah. standard and a certain kind of um, you know regardless of how tough a game is, he expects yeah. that certain level of commitment and stuff. And I think that's that for me is something that supporters can get yeah. really excited by coming into the season. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think like, you know you look at. Like you say, the, the, the three, three I just mentioned, you know, they've all played in a successful Ospreys team. Yeah. Bev's went to a successful Bristol team. Jarvie's successful Clermont team, and Hibbs, Hibbs obviously been on successful Lions tours along with you know Gloucester last year at a one of the best years they've had in a long yeah. time. Particularly at home, you know they turned Kings home into a real difficult place. I don't think they lost many games at yeah. all last year, did they? So it's, you know, like you say, that's just one three examples of boys we've brought in who have kind of come from winning environments and. They're kind of bringing their little parts from their different environments, and it's I think it's kind of help helping create something where you know we know we're not going to go from the season we had last year to winning twenty out of twenty games. We'd love to, but you know there's a realistic aspect to it that you've got to come in with. You know we want to target as many wins as we can. Is is there like a number in mind? Have you spoken about a number that you know what would be yeah. a good season for the Dragons? Joe, we we haven't we haven't spoken about that yet as as a group. You know there might have been conversations like higher up in terms of. What, what they'd like to meet, you know, but we've, I think we're just got the pressure. What we're really focusing on now is this first block of like, home games is big for us. You know, we mm. we've got three home games to start, you know, which is a great. I think it could be it's almost a perf a perfect opportunity for us to kind of you know, we've got we've got the new signings, we've got like you say we've got this new brand, and now we've got the opportunity to actually have a decent run of home games yeah. as well, which could be a massive confidence boost for us. Because I think I think as much as the the off the pitch stuff is is important, it's you know, nothing will get people through yeah. the gates more than, than a winning side. So a couple of a couple of good performances and a couple of good wins. Yeah, home. yeah definitely. And uh, and yeah, you mentioned you know Kingsland being a fortress for Gloucester. Yeah. You know, in its history, Rodney Parade has been that. Yeah. And I think in order for the, the side to be successful, it's it's got to be again, right? 
Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you look at like Scarlets, Scarlets in recent years. You know, they've they've been getting some good, mm. real good numbers, numbers down at Parker Scarlets, and it's part. It's all due to the fact they've they've started winning winning games. You know, ultimately people want to see winning performances. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing we've got to kind of start bringing now is we've got to really nail down some some wins over the year. And like you say, if we can get an early, a real early early start with that with the three home games, you know, it'd be great for us. Yeah, because I mean, we've we spoke we spoke to Bernard this time this time last year, and it was you know he was quite honest and open about the fact that it was going to take time. Obviously, that's that's played out yeah. in the first season. It's been a, a tough first season yeah. in charge. I guess now is where. You know, it's it's time to to deliver on the pitch, and I think a lot yeah. of fans are expecting that. Is that does that kind of add a layer of pressure to someone like you, or is that the kind of thing that you that you relish? You want to get out and and, and show what the the side's capable of. Yeah, I think a lot a lot of results last year kind of aren't a, a true reflection of a lot of the players there mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of where we are. You know, we've we've got some real good players. You know, I think you know we've we got a dangerous back through the likes of Hallam, Ashton, Jared showed last year as well to come through at a great season, just to name a few. And yeah. you mentioned like Aaron as well, he put in some good performances and losing causes, you know, we've yeah. got and like you say up front then you've got the likes of kind of Leon, Joe, like youngsters who just kind of they've got they got put it's difficult matches last year they got put into it. They kind of come out the other end with with some good before individual performances to match with it, you know, and I think Maybe some games you didn't get the just we deserved, you know, like the Ulster game at mm. home and stuff like that. You know, it was real, real harsh on the boys to kind of lose that, lose that one late. And obviously we had the Glasgow draw as well. Two real tough losses for Treviso. You know, it's just like a, those little things. They're one or two point losses or draws, and you bring an extra experience off the bench, which hopefully we can do this year now. And that's the sort of thing that so you can make a difference yeah. to turning those into three point wins. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, that yeah. is a big difference. Yeah. You know, in a tight game, if you're able yeah. to bring someone like Richard Hibbard with Lions tours, and, yeah. you know, and uh, and trophy wins of the Ospreys off the and just that level of experience yeah. off the bench, and um, that must help, like being able to look up and, and know you've got that kind of experience around you now. Yeah, no, it was huge. You know, I think you know, I think some of the games last year we came up with like finishing games with an average age of like 21, 22, You know, and as Good at players as lots of, lots of us young young guys are at the Dragons. It's just it's that extra little bit in terms of the game management or the kind of knowing how to close a game out, and that's yeah. you kind of learn that because uh, obviously at a younger level it's not so much about winning. It's it was particularly Vedic rugby. It's more about developing the players and developing as many good players as you can. And now it's kind of learning how we got to kind of we've got the talent there it's just learning how to win and especially particularly in those tough situations mm. where we're like up by a few points or down by a few points That said, you had a pretty successful uh, age grade rugby yourself, particularly the the, the Grand Slam with the, yeah. the under twenties. Uh, how fond memories do you have of of that as a? Oh yeah, it was, uh, it was probably it's some of the most fun I've had had playing rugby. That, that year in particular actually was actually real fun because we won the Premiership with Ebervale as well yeah. that year. So both with Ebervale and twenties, I was kind of having a re- real enjoyment both on and off the pitch. Just like you know, you obviously got the reward of winning, and then. You, the more you win, the more you enjoy your company with your teammates and stuff. You know, so it was a 
real real good year that you know it's one one I hold quite highly and you know proud of it. Yeah, no, quite rightly, and, and I think obviously that that's kind of where you, in particular, kind of shine. You know, people started to take notice and go right. Who's this? Who's yeah. this big big ball carrying eight? And and then obviously you moved into the the seniors at the Dragons. How kind of how big a step is that from age grade rugby into into Pro Twelve Pro Fourteen rugby? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty pretty big step to be honest. You know, particularly some of those um, some of the first few like you know Pro Fourteen games and stuff like that. With even just coming on for 10, 15 minutes off the bench, you you do notice the physicality of it is. Is is up there? You know the the twenties games are actually quite fast. I found mm. you know particularly the way we wanted to play at the time. So in terms of the speed of it, I didn't find it was too bad sometimes because that's kind of what we were used to with the way Jason wanted to play the game. Yeah. But then it was just more the the physicality was up there as well. You know particularly in the tight encounters, like you know kind of round the rock and off nine and sort of things like that. You got some big big men playing playing our league. You know at the <laughs> You know and there's a, obviously a lot of foreign signings contribute to that as well, isn't it? It does six I'm getting used to. And and you know, we, we keep kinda of coming back to experience. I imagine particularly in the back row, you know, I think there's there must be a lot of gnarly players out there that you <laughs> yeah. come across. You know what I mean? I, I instantly I think of like someone like McCusker or, or yeah. Turnbull or these kind of players who are real battle battle hardened pros. Yeah. And yeah. you know, having to make that step up must be a, you know, you must learn an awful lot very quickly. Yeah, yeah you kind of have to do it really, I think, as over kind of Learn quickly, or kind of learn the, learn the hard way, learn quick, basically, isn't it? You know, you get like you say, some of the guys you mentioned are tough as well. But then you know, we had like the likes, we had the likes of Crosby at trainers. Yeah, yeah. was a real, real hard edge built to be fair to him. Great, great guy, but like you say, just one of the one of those, one of those tough nuts. A bit of a dying breed, he was Crosby, to be fair to him. Real old school, but you know, you had guys like that in the league who just kind of it is. It is fun, you know, when you kind of get a good battle going with someone, but it's all it can be a bit big grueling a few days after on the body. I bet. And uh, looking forward to the season for for you as an individual. What's the kind of what's the what's the ambition for for the season? Yeah, you know, I think obviously I'd like to um, like as you mentioned earlier on. There's a lot of competition for for start for starting spots, particularly in the back row. So the depth we've got now. So obviously I'd like to like to kind of nail on a starting spot now. Would be is probably a mingle at the minute because obviously. You know, I've got two months now to get back fit. Hopefully, so short term, my short term goal now is obviously to get back fit and kind of get myself match fit as quick as possible and get to a place where I'm pleased with, so that I can really start like kind of putting pressure on for a spot. You know, because I think last year was when I come back from a shoulder. Last year was um, it was like is the LV Cup and we had a lot of injuries in the back row anyway, so I kind of went straight back in. You know, this year I think it'll be different. You know, I think. Touch wood, if we keep everyone fit, you know, I think it'll be a real, if boys are playing well, it'll be tough to get back into that starting spot, you know, so just got to kind of keep my head down and just do everything within my own power to try and try and get back in there. And that, then that's it really, just getting regular first team rugby and then forcing your way into the side. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially like, you know, when you've had a bit of an injury setback, you know, you don't want to kind of set your sights too far ahead and kind of, because there can be frustrations and complications along the way, you know, so for me now it's just... Focusing on getting getting back on the field kind of before before Christmas and start get a regular run of games in more than anything. That's the biggest thing I want to get in now. How hard is it when you're injured? You know, because if you want to be at, particularly at this stage in your career, you want to be out there, you want yeah. to be playing. Like, is it is it difficult every day to to, to get up, stay motivated, just to stay yeah. positive? Um, I, I don't find it too difficult to kind of stay motivated because I I want to get back on the pitch. You know, I think like that's the what I want to do. Obviously, you know. I, it's most difficult is when I go and watch games to be honest like even if I go watch Killian first or something I'm tempted to kind of jump on even with the injury and stuff you know you just want to kind of 
just watching it gets frustrating. You know, you want to you want to get in there and get involved. Are you um, are you one of those people who likes to watch rugby off the field? We, we kind of when we when we chatted to to pros, we finally kind of fall into two camps. Uh, so Scott, who, who sponsors us with his yeah. coffee with his coffee company. He, he likes to, to kind of back away from yeah. rugby a bit and obviously he's got his, his business ventures yeah. and you've got other people you know like like Warburton who are just like students yeah. of the game they, which kind of bracket do you yeah, fall into? No, probably, I do like to go watch rugby like, I, I like to try and watch club rugby on the weekend yeah. I can either clean or still go down to Abbeville with my dad so just kind of if whichever one's playing at home just try to get down to one of the other you know got got a lot of friends at both clubs so yeah. it's, it's kind of nice to get out and see some of your mates give them a bit of heckling from the side <laughs> as well if you can no, but no, I do, I do enjoy watch, watching rugby. And we always ask, um, before we get on to, uh, to your tap and go, the quickfire questions, we always ask um, player, players who the, the kind of the youngsters, the, the players knocking around the, the Dragons camp, who are the ones that we should, we should keep an eye out for this year? Who do you think is in for a big season? Um, I think as it's, we've had quite a few good youngsters at the Dragons. A lot, a lot heard of probably a few of them already because they ended up playing last year, you know, but I think there's. Um, Two young boys in the back row, Tane and Lennon, both good boys, real t- tough youngsters, flankers, but they they got something about them. They look, look good, and then we got from Max Williams as well, second row. He's he's got a bit about him, and he's yeah. he's athletic for a lot. He's really athletic as well, you know. So he's he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, and they, um, I think all three of them were out of the the under twenty yeah. cup as yeah. well, weren't they? Which again is a yeah, he's yeah. a big learning curve. You know, big, they were good experience. as well. They probably, yeah. probably th- three of the better players they had. I think Tane was Yeah, no, Tane's good. He's real good. He's got a lot of potential. And that, again, you know, you mentioned a lot of these players ended up playing last year. Was he eighteen when he made his when he made his debut? I think. I've got a feeling he might have been seven. I don't know. Yeah, I've got yeah, he might have been, been, yeah. been seventy. But yeah, I think I think he's. I like, he didn't realise how young he was. I was speaking to him because I shared a room with him when we went out to Italy, and he said. You could still have played for Wales 18s or Dragons 18s last year. Is that's when you realise how young he is, and he's still still playing 18 rugby, and then he's kind of starting the back row that week, and you know for the, yeah. for the senior. You know, so, but he did well as well. To be fair, so he did, yeah. well. I thought whenever he played, he looked good. Yeah, and playing at eight as well. You know, it's uh, playing at eight at that at that age where you've got people who are two years older than you. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's impressive to be fair to him. Yeah. yeah, it is right. Well, let's let's get on to uh, to the bit that everyone everyone loves, which is tap and go. So eight. Quick fire questions. So this is Harry Kelly's tap and go. Hardest player you've played against? Probably. Um, I'm gonna go with probably Charles Pietro. That's interesting actually because I was thinking you were gonna go down the physicality route and it yeah. was just gonna be one of those <laughs> He's just a magician, isn't he? Like freak. Just yeah. in terms of this like footwork and stuff. Yeah. 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 He, he does some uh, some amazing things with the ball. Who's the uh, who's the best tourist? Who's the most fun on an away trip? Um, probably Lloyd Fairbrother. Good well, laugh, just good yeah. laugh, like real good guy to be around. You know, he's got quite an infectious personality. You know, he's a real funny guy and can kind of if you're feeling down, he can kind of pick you up. Yeah, he's uh, he's good value. He's good value on Twitter as well, isn't he? Um, right, pint of lager or pint of protein shake? <laughs> pint of lager. <laughs> <laughs> good choice. Uh, right, this is a tough one. Strangest thing you've had said to you on the rugby pitch. Or it could be the strangest thing that you've shouted at one of your mates at Colleen. <laughs> no, I can't tell you that, man. <laughs> um, you, have to, you have to tell me those ones off air. Yeah, no, I can't, I've been thinking about it. I can't think about that one tonight. <laughs> Nothing's come to my mind. <laughs> and when you, um, when, you got, when you got some downtime, Netflix or iPlayer? Netflix. Yeah? Yeah. What are you watching at the moment? Um, um, 
at the moment I'm watching all the power on and off but then what did I watch a few weeks ago I kind of I re-watched um, I re-watched Prison Break yeah, yeah. I, yeah I hadn't seen that for a while back so, in the day yeah when I had a in the sling need, needed something to do for a few days while I couldn't drive so I was re- recommend, recommend um would recommend Unsolved, the uh, the two pack and Biggie Oh yeah, I've heard that. Really really yeah. Someone speaks to me about it the other day. Said that's good. Have you seen um, the Defiant ones as well? Is it? Which the, ones? Are? The, the Defiant ones. Oh no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, mate, yeah, that's yeah, real. Yeah, that's I, I watched that. What's that? I watched a few months ago. That's real good. That's well worth a watch. Yeah, I've been rattling through. Been rattling through uh, <laughs> yeah. Unsolved with the wife. We've just gone yeah. one after another, one after another. Right. Um, if you could play with any two players in the back row, past or present, who would you uh, who would you pick? And where are you playing in this as well? Six or eight? Where would you where um, would you go? I don't know. I guess I'd want to play Jerry Collins would be one. Yeah. So yes, where whichever one he's want to play, I'll be the other one. Um, and then ah oh, seven, I guess probably Martin Williams would be a good one. You know, real real good open running open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real seven. throwback seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good, isn't he? Real good. Uh, best captain that you played for? Um, probably Corey so far. To be fair, yeah. he's been. You got to say that. He's been, no, but to, <laughs> no, but to be fair to him, you know, he's he's the growth he's done over the last kind of 15, 16 months has been yeah. been awesome. To be fair to him, he's really he's risen up to it. You know, he's become a real leader in the squad and. He's another. He's a he's a great all round good guy to be around. You know, he's a, he's a, he's got a great balance between like you know that kind of like being a laugh off the pitch and have, being good all the boys. But you know, we know when it's time to switch on, and he tells us. You know, and he's 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 settled into the role really naturally, really naturally. And what kind of a what kind of a captain is he? Because he he strikes us more as I guess of a bit of a lead by example rather than a ranting and raving big kind of big speeches type guy. What, yeah. What's he what's he like as a skipper? Yeah, he's um, he kind of you know when he's, he doesn't say loads, but when he you know as soon as he starts speaking, everyone's clued in, everyone listens. You know he's but then so he, he kind of just churns out real good performances like week after week. You know he's the sort of guy you watch games back and you'd realise how much graft he puts in. You know he, he probably doesn't always get the this like last six months he's probably got the plaudits he deserves. Yeah, but he's but he's but for the probably the last two two years that I've kind of been in and around. The playing squad with him, I'd say he's been putting out those performances regularly. You know, it's, it's good to see him get well, yeah. get, get the, the kind of broad for it because he is he's real good at what he does. You know, he's a good ball playing second row, but he's also got a good good good. It gets a ton of work as well. Yeah, yeah. massive, massive, mate. Yeah. To, to me, I think he's one of, he's one of those players that, like, when you if you say to someone, you know, if I was to say to you know one of my mates who's an England fan and go, oh yeah, Corey, he's, he's great second row. Yeah. You'd have to tell him go well, watch everything yeah. he does during the game, and because you know he's, he's perhaps you know he's not like a a flash player. Yeah. He just does. He just seems so effective every yeah. single time. And he is. He, he, I think he punches well above his weight. You know, yeah. he is a he is a big man. But you know, obviously some of those second rows on the international scene are huge. You know, I think like look out in Argentina. He's probably he's probably outplayed both their locks yeah, in the games. Yeah. You know, and they're monsters. Yeah, and they're big <laughs> men. You know, and he, he, just, he just proved that you know that kind of that grunt and that graft. And that kind of that mental toughness he has is real good, real effective. Right then, last uh, yeah, last one. Worst roommate. <laughs> I'm going to go tame. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, for some reason, like all 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 the younger boys seem to pick our room as the meeting room every single night. <laughs> I wanted to get a bit of kip, and it's just like 
just coming in, playing music, playing cards about twelve o'clock. You know, I just had to, had to lock them out at one stage. Is there a bit of a card school going on? You see, like I, I kind of thought that you know in this day and age it'd all be you know it's all Xbox and Fortnite and stuff <laughs> like that. It's kind of it's quite quite nice to still know those. Yeah, cards no, no, yeah. Just, to be fair, a few of us try try a game of cards every week if we can with some breakfast. You know, try yeah, yeah. try get that done. Get out for a few hours on a day off, but yeah, no, particularly on away trips, you know, you got you got a lot of time, mm. a lot of time to kill, and it's, if you want to go out for coffee or something, it's, it's a nice way to try get a free one in, <laughs> get, get get someone to lose in a game of cards. <laughs> Harry, it's been awesome to chat to you. Yeah, um, pleasure, pleasure. Massive, uh, massive amount of luck for the, the first season. I'm very, um, I'm unashamedly biased when it comes when it comes <laughs> to the dragons. So uh, I wish you you the best, and of course the team best for the season. And thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you. Podcast Network.